JG Nanda, we'll start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam, Om Namo Sitanam, Om Namo Ayadiyanam, Om Namo Uchayanam, Namo Lue Savasahunam, Eso Panchanamokaro, Sava Pavapanasano, Mangalalancha Savasim, Paramam Have Mangalam, Paramam Have Mangalam. Thanks to everyone who made it today. I know that there are some other things going on. Today, I'd like to discuss how Jainism can help you age with grace. So there are quite a few predictable problems that come with growing old. So let's think through each of them. So number one, of course, is engagement and purpose. Uh, when you grow old, the things that are meaningful, that gave your life an incredible amount of meaning start to go away. For example, when you retire, work might have been a very big part of your life. Or when your children are grown and looking after themselves and perhaps busy with their own children. Well, that might have taken up a significant portion of your life. So engagement and purpose is one of the very predictable problems of growing old. But luckily for us, Jainism has a purpose baked in for us. That is Samvara and Nirdra. When we have more time, when we get old, we should be doing as much Samvara and Nirdra as possible. Um, which is really what we're supposed to be doing now if we had dared to believe that we're souls. Um, and so, in fact, when we get old and when we retire, it's more conceivable to us that we would take Diksha and we would renounce the world. So that may be a possibility for some of us. And also, when we get old, uh, what's going to help is to surround ourselves with people, other people trying to do as much samvara and nirdra as possible. Remember, samvara is blocking incoming karma, and nirdra is removing the karma that's already bound to your soul. Uh, the, another concern that when we get old is that we're going to outlive our money. Here, the Jain principle, of course, of aparigraha or non-attachment is going to help us. It's okay to outlive your money. It's not a sin to live on a fixed income, and it's inevitable that our standard of living is going to go down as we age. But in our battle against greed, uh, contentment is the answer. Remember, contentment is santosh, or being happy with what we have. And we should always be ready to adapt to new circumstances by letting go of material things. But you don't have to do that when you're old. You don't have to wait to do that until it becomes inevitable. You can do it right now, right? You can start eliminating material things from your life right now. And I encourage you to do that. Another very big problem when we're old is mobility and movement. Um, reaching objects, falling down, not being able to get, get things, not being able to walk as fast, having trouble moving around. One thing that will help us is that we have to accept that we're a soul and not a body. And has anybody ever heard of this saying, age is just a number or you are how you, you are as young as you feel. Yes. 
first one more often. Right. So you've heard of it, but have you experienced it? Have you had an have you had some moment in your life where you experienced the truth of that statement? One way that I've done it is when I realized um I was looking uh this is how a lot of people have realized the truth of the statement. They look back at an older picture of themselves and they see for example how young they were or how thin they were and they and they realize what was I worried why was I worried I was so old at that time or why was I worried I was so fat at that time I'm fatter now than I was then you know that's the thinnest I would be why didn't why wasn't I confident at that age and of course I realized the same thing is uh my older self will always be jealous of how young I am right now so why not feel young right now Has anybody had an experience like that where they experienced that age is just a number? I don't believe I have yet. Um, so yeah, it's unless something happens to me physically, if I'm able to do something now, then maybe I would be able to feel it. But I've seen myself deteriorating more than. Right. Okay. Well, that's certainly um, common. So maybe take a look at an old photograph and see if you could remember how you felt then and wonder why you don't feel that same way now. That is, you can still have a zest and a zeal for life every day, even if your mobility is not what it was. Because remember, of course, happiness comes from the inside, right? And you can be confined to a room and still be happy and still in fact have more subjective happiness and contentment in your life than if you weren't confined to the room when you realize that happiness comes from the inside what they say uh, a common saying is comparison is a thief of joy we're always taught not to compare our life to our neighbor's life we're taught not to compare our children our children are different people but don't compare your current life or sorry your current situation with your previous situation especially if you were more mobile if you keep thinking about how much mobility you've lost as you age you're just going to keep hurting yourself making yourself sad and making yourself angry so when comparison is the thief of joy don't compare your current circumstances to your previous circumstances. It's the knee that tell me, hey, I can't walk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and when, so that's a great point. Um, when we're in pain, and sometimes that pain is chronic, and sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. All hope is not lost. People live in chronic pain, with chronic pain, and have learned to deal with it and I've learned to be happy in those circumstances in and sometimes in incredible pain. And of course, meditation and mindfulness will help you do that. It will help you learn to appreciate the brief moments where you're not in pain. Uh, it will help you learn, learn those things. And of course, if we realize that we are not the body, 
that that pain is something that is happening to the body that's experienced in the brain. Um, and pain, of course, is after all, is just signals from a certain part of your body to the brain. And it helps when you're in pain to think about that. And it helps to say, okay, I have, I am receiving those signals and my body is doing what it's supposed to. And that's how it's supposed to be. It's hard to get out of the, the subjective experience of pain, but that is one way to do it. Another predictable problem is that we're going to need help. Um, one third of people over 65 need assistance with eating, bathing, dressing, things like that. And of course, what's the problem? The problem is our ego, right? We have to let go of pride and learn how to accept help. And just like with the other stuff, we don't have to wait till it becomes inevitable. But my question to you is, how can we start learning how to accept help now? How can we start asking for help now that will train us to be comfortable with accepting help as we age? Right now, I look at you, I see you guys don't need any help, right? But how do we start training ourselves? A lot of times we pride ourselves, you know, we take care of ourselves, we take care of our family, we take care of our children, we take care of everything. So how do we be vulnerable and how do we ask for help now? I guess we can have the kids start doing certain things, making them more responsible and us getting help, I guess. I don't know. Right. Let's have them do certain things for us. Um, let's have them, what can we do? Let's have them take care of some of our money for us. How about that? Sounds good. We may not have any left, but yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Think about that. I don't have great examples. I'd like to hear some. Keep that in the back of your mind is how do we start getting used to asking for help? Because we're going to need help later. Uh, one, one thing we'll need, of course, is caregivers. And sometimes those caregivers are people in our family. And sometimes if we can afford it, those people are professional people that we pay to help us. Um, remember with caregivers, of course, our big battle is we have to learn how to not get angry with other people when they're trying to help us. <laughs> you see that pretty common in old people. Um, they get angry with their caregivers, even though their caregivers are trying to help because they're in a constant battle with their past self, right? And once again, this is going to be a common theme. You can do that now. You can learn how to not get angry with people now. You don't have to wait till you're older. And in fact, you should do that now. Another uh, thing is the decline of mental health. It's something we can prepare for. It's something that is probably going to happen. Um, Alzheimer's is the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S., and the incidence of Alzheimer's is 33% among people over 85. I'll be lucky to get to 85, but 
Of course, one thing that will help is meditation and mindfulness as we practice our mental flexibility. But we have to learn how to not be in control. How do we get experience in not being in control? This is the same hard question like the other one. How do we start asking for help? How do we get experience not being in control? How do we get experience relinquishing control to somebody else? Because that will help us as we age. It's a real hard thing to do, right? Because we're so used to doing everything ourselves. Right. Here's a common scenario. Somebody is telling, and you might be on either side of this right now, but you're going to be on one side of it when you get older. Somebody is telling you it's time to take your medication. It's 10 o'clock. It's time to take your medicine. You don't believe them. How do you trust them? How do you relinquish control and believe them. You don't believe that it's time to take your medication. You don't believe you're on medication. <laughs> but you need this, of course, to uh, get through every day. You have to end up taking it, right? How do we put ourselves in that position? We have to foster a trust in people that we probably don't have right now. Um, you know, I was reading, uh, as I was, we were having our first kid, um, we were reading a lot of baby books and all that. And the thing, the book was about, well, how to instill these values in your child, like, um, trusting people and being open and vulnerable and things like that. And I was like, I don't have any of those right now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So we have to learn to take directions from people we trust, just like a child does. A child um, doesn't understand a lot of the things we ask of the child, but they trust us. And so that's how it works. But we have to be open to trusting people to say, oh, this person is saying it's time to take my medications. It must be time to take my medications. <clears throat> I, I probably should do it. If I'm about 85, I've got Alzheimer's, I've got dementia, whatever, how do you even get that trust or the mindset, right? Because you don't know who you're dealing with. <clears throat> right. You have to start now. You have to be open to trusting people who you believe have your best interests in heart. And you have to adapt. You have to learn how to not be in control. You, and you have to learn how to, if, if something is not in your control, we have to learn how to accept it and roll with those punches rather than fighting the world and fighting people trying to get us to do things and fighting people escorting us somewhere and fighting that. We have to learn how to not be in control. But the question, the hard question is, how do we learn that right now when we're able-bodied, when we don't have to take medications to affect our mood or our health or our brain health? 
How, the question is, how do we learn that right now? I don't have a great answer for you right now, but I, I just wanted to bring up the topic. And if anybody has any ideas, I'm very willing to listen to them. I tell my wife that because uh, she feels different about later on in life if, when the kids get older, she is okay with them living on their own or us living with them. I was like, I'm going to live with them regardless of what they say. Yeah. So my trust factor is is there that these kids, if 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 they should be taking care of me, or they hopefully will be taking care of me. So I'm trusting they do it. Now what happens in X number of years, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, we'll stay. I'm like, no, you can stay if you want to, but I'm staying with the kids. So <laughs> I'm trying to build my trust there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one thing, of course, we didn't talk about yet. Um, one of the challenges is, of course, uh, we will die. Um, and one thing that will help us is if we remember that our soul is moving to a different body. Okay. Uh, challenges, of course, having uh, hard conversations with our children, uh, facing the death of your body. Um, and realizing you're moving on to the next life is going to make it easy. It's going to make it easy to talk to your children, to say, don't worry, my soul is moving to my next life. Okay. So let's talk about this money. Let's talk about this will, or let's talk about this funeral, or let's talk about me being in the hospital. My soul is impervious, of course to the vagaries of life. My soul is, of course, impervious to pain and it's all happening to my body. And that will make it easier. You know, in, in these discussions, I'm proud to say that we've never avoided a controversial truth. So I'm about to hit you with one and it may offend you, but your death is not a big deal and it shouldn't be a big deal. You knew it was coming. Your kids know it's coming. Everybody around you knows it's coming. It's your ego that makes your death a big deal to you. Okay, it's because it's simply your soul moving to the next life, which you've done a thousand, if not a million times before. It's your ego that makes the death of your body a big deal to you. And if you can crush that, which is the whole point of Jainism, is to battle this anger, ego, deceit, and greed, you'll realize that your death is not a big deal, my death is not a big deal, other people's deaths, the people, of, the people who die that are very close to us, it's simply not a big deal. So tell me uh, questions or comments about anything that we talked about. So for that last comment, does that mean the, it shouldn't be celebrated when one passes away? Um, what we can celebrate is the way that they live their life. Um, everybody deals with death of a close family member differently. 
Some people, you know, get offended if people are happy when people die. And there's no right or wrong way to mourn or to celebrate. But what it is, is it's not something unexpected. And if you have a certain expectation with regards to your death being a big deal, I'm saying that's your ego talking. And once you get around your ego, you can have these hard conversations about, let's talk about my will. Let's talk about my directives. Let's talk about, you know, you can face death. It is your ego that is preventing you from facing your death. And it's going to make your life hard if you don't. It's going to make your life very hard at the end of your life. You know, one thing that life is, is life is a process of letting go. When you're in the womb, everything's perfect. You're fed directly. First thing you have to do after you're born is you have to breathe by yourself. The second thing you have to do if you start eating by yourself, then you have to start walking by yourself instead of being carried around everywhere. Uh, well, at the end, at the end of life, it's still a process of letting go because we're losing our family and friends around us. Um, and we're losing our mobility. Like we said, we're losing the way we used to feel that is. So if you consider life in that respect, all of life is a process of letting go. And the whole purpose of Jainism is to allow you to bear that process. Uh, because remember, the continuous cycle of life and death is a continuous cycle of suffering. And as we let go, when we're reborn into the next life, it's another process of letting go, right? And so the whole purpose of Jainism is to break this and to make this process, break this process and make this letting go process easier. So not, uh, probably not the answer to the question you were hoping for. Any follow up questions? No, thank you. Okay. So other questions or comments? Okay, I, I thought that would be more controversial. I'm happy that it's not. <laughs> I'm happy that uh, I didn't make anybody mad too. So let's look at some tips. Uh, we So we talked about those problems. Can anybody think of any other problems we didn't talk about? Very predictable problems with uh, aging. autonomy you used to have to go do things yourself uh, you may lose you know the ability to drive places which in this country is huge or especially in Texas right you right know, we don't have transportation um, it's definitely challenging I just think that if you have things like Alzheimer's or whatever um, it's not only about trusting someone it's you may not remember who you're trusting as well right uh, and so i think it's definitely challenging in that sense you know i don't know if it's easier to move to another country than it is in the u.s because we have a lot of different 
obstacles because our society is very uh, autonomous in how they react and move and act, right? You know, where in other countries you have support, you know, that you don't have here. Right. And picking up on your example, if we talk about, for example, a mental disease as we age, maybe the best way to think about it is if I got rid of anger in my life right now, I'm not going to take that with me as my mental health deteriorates, right? So I'm not going to fight people on instinct or I'm not going to lash out because of, because there's something deep within me that I got rid of my anger. Same thing. If I got rid of my ego by, it's like a habit, right? It's like we tell our kids. Um, the kids ask, well, why do I have to eat these healthy things? And I say, well, because you want to make a habit of eating right. Okay. And I, what I do is I tell them, if you eat a bunch of junk food, if you eat junk food seven times in a row, you're not going to feel bad because you're young and you might think, oh, I can do it. Well, no, it's about when you get older, you will feel bad if you eat junk food seven meals in a row. So it's about creating a habit. So if we create a habit in our life of not getting angry, of not thinking we're above people, we are going to take that into our declining mental health. And we are not going to suffer because of that. And we won't make people around us suffer because of that. Well, I think that you're talking about us going through that phase. I think before we go through that phase, many of us have parents that will go through that, like will be the caregiver, will be on the other side, sure. right, and giving that care. And I think that challenge is totally different in that mindset. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, and um, it, but it will help us though, right? If we have gotten rid of our anger and we're the caregiver, then when our loved ones lash out as at us, we can overcome that, right? We can realize that, oh, they are a soul, not a body. And their soul is still the same soul. Um, and just because their mental health is declining, that's something that's happening to their body and not their soul. So we can certainly use Jainism from that side of the equation as well. So let's talk about some tips to deal with aging and um, instead of the problem. So one of the tips is to focus on things you're grateful for. Um, of course, Jainism will help us realize what we're grateful for, which is not material things. Another tip is to acknowledge and express your feelings. All right, so feelings are a function of the brain. So just do what you need to do with your feelings and don't worry too much about them. Remember, feelings are your enemy because you're a soul. And feelings are not a human trait to idolize, which is what the entire world wants you to do. The entire world wants you to think your feelings are the most important thing to you ever. I'm telling you that's not true. We shouldn't idolize our feeling as being a paragon of virtue, okay? Your feelings are your enemy. And it's Jainism's, with Jainism's help, you can conquer your enemies. 
Another tip, accepting the things you can't change. Okay, what will help us here is karma theory, right? The law of karma is real. And there are some things you cannot change that will happen to you. And you have, it will help your life to accept them rather than to fight against things that are inevitable. Another tip, look for the silver lining in things, of course, as you face challenges. Um, and we talked about this earlier. It would behoove us to have an exercise daily or weekly to reflect on the choices we made and to prove to ourselves that the law of karma is real. And that will help us look at the positives in each situation, even challenging situations. Another tip is to take daily action to deal with life's challenges. Of course, I, we've talked about mindfulness and meditation in the past. I've talked your head about, off about it, but if you can create a daily meditation routine, uh, you will age gracefully. Another tip, pick up a long neglected hobby. Of course, I will tell you to participate at the temple when you get older. Participating at the temple is going to solve a number of your problems. It's going to get you involved in the community. It's going to surround yourself with people who want to do somewhere in Nirdra, just like you. It's going to keep you, uh, keep you getting awake uh, in the morning, keep you uh, getting out, keeping, keep you getting in nature. It's going to do a lot of things. As you get older, if you create a habit of participating at the temple, you're going to have a much better life than somebody that doesn't. Uh, that, so we talked about the next couple of tips. Uh, spend time in nature. Uh, travel somewhere new. Okay, visit a place you've never visited. Of course, keep travel with an open mind. Travel forces you to have an open mind. And of course, the Jain principle of Anikanthad will help there. Maintaining your support network, of course, friends come and go, family, of course, comes and goes. So we need to learn how to make new friends, learn how to uh, be a good friend and be part of other people's lives and reciprocate with them. Participating at the temple will help us do that. Connect regularly with friends and family. I think that's a no-brainer. Spend time with at least one person every day. Uh, participating at the temple will do that. So participating at the temple as we get older is going to solve a lot of our problems. Volunteer, same problem. Think about charity. That's going to help you when you get older. Exercise. Here's a big one. Of course, we talked about habits such as healthy eating. We should make a habit of exercising now. So we keep that habit in... Um, as we get older and we reap the benefits of that habit as we get older. And here's the thing, of course, we've harped about the soul is different from the body and your soul. Some people think that that means you can neglect the body and you don't worry about, you know, your teeth or your hair or taking a shower or you become like a hermit. But I don't think exercise is incompatible with Jainism. I think you should take care of your body. I think you should exercise. Why? Because it gives you the chance to do more Samvar and more Nirdra. All right? 
And that's the purpose of Jainism. That's the purpose of your life right now. Okay? So if you exercise, you'll have more physical and mental acuity to do more samvara and nirja, nirja, which is what you're supposed to be doing. So I do not think diet, exercise, and health is incompatible with Jainism. I think it's actually what you want to do to practice Jainism better. Okay, then we go into exercise, eat well, get plenty of sleep. I think uh, everybody, everybody knows about that. Challenge your brain. Of course, we want to keep up our mental flexibility and Jainism can help us do that by the principles of, of course, Anikantvad. And we want to put ourselves in new experiences. Vary your habits and learn new subjects. Of course, we want to learn more about Jainism. You might think a lot of both, uh, both of you have been in this class for years now. You might think you know everything about Jainism. But in fact, we barely scratched the surface and the book barely scratches the surface of Jainism. There's a lot more books. There's a lot better books uh, that you'll understand. And the purpose of this class is to keep us thinking about Jainism. You know, this class is like a shot in the arm about that we get every week uh, to remind us what the big picture is, to remind us not to get too wrapped up in work, not to get too wrapped up in you know, social life, that is, we have to concentrate on our soul. And that, of course, is the one of the benefits of having these discussions every week. But at some point, we're you're going to have read all of the book, hopefully, and you're going to uh, have graduated into new and better books and new and better study of Jainism. And that's my hope, is that as we get older, we start learning about Jainism more and how Jainism can affect our life more. So that was a bunch of things, including maybe some controversial topics. Questions or comments on any of that? So tell me your fears about aging. So we talked about being vulnerable. We talked about getting help. We talked about how, how do we try to do things now? I'm, I'm going to ask you, tell me what you're scared about growing older. I think uh, I would be, I'm probably scared about, uh, being too dependent or being a liability to someone else, right? You know, uh, or hindering their lifestyle. If that was the case. Do you think your kids are worried about hindering your lifestyle? Do you think your kids are worried about being too dependent on you? No. And if they were, what would you tell them? You know, start learning things on your own, probably. No, if they were worried about being too dependent on you or no, being a liability in your life, what would you tell your they children? Worry about it. Huh? They shouldn't, 
that they shouldn't worry about. Exactly. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. You shouldn't worry about it. <laughs> well, I think that... Uh, the people that love you and the people that, who you think you're going to be a liability for, they're going to tell you, you shouldn't worry about it. How do we know they're, say, they're not saying that in terms of sympathy? So you, you, you positioned the question to Nick with the understanding that his, it's his responsibility. He, he brought these people in the world. It's, it's his responsibility, right? And if they say that, he, I would say the same thing to my kids. You don't have to worry about it because I made a conscious decision to bring you guys in the world. So yeah, I will have to worry about it. Vice versa, do they have to take care of us? And they shouldn't because I mean, I'm not, they weren't forced to be my kids or whatnot. I, shouldn't they be allowed to do whatever they want to? Why am I, yeah, because I didn't take care of myself. I didn't take care of my health. I didn't eat right. I didn't do those things. And now I, for my grandma, I've done something wrong. And I'm now causing someone's, you know, uh, they lose their time to do whatever they want to do, right? They can't be wherever they want to be. They can't take care of themselves because they're around here monitoring us and making sure that we're being taken care of. So, yeah, I would feel that I'm, I'm now going to be a causing somebody else's you know, time loss. Okay. So you can address that now, right? You can position your life. Let's say if you're worried about those things you mentioned, you can start eating right and exercising now. So you'll minimize that. You can start, if you're worried about the money aspect, you can start getting your money right now. You can start doing the things now. And that's great. That's the whole point of talking about this now, right? That's the whole point of stimulating your mind to tell me what you're worried about when you age so you can do something about it right now. Agreed. But if my karma is destined, then something's going to happen and I can still be. Absolutely. And, and not only that, right? It's not only your karma, but remember, it's the confluence of people's karma together, right? So it's how your karma interacts with your child's karma, right? And, and maybe, maybe that was in, that was written for your child to have a hard time taking care of you. So in the end, I still, although you raise a very good point about the asymmetry between parents and children, in the end, my answer is still not to worry about it. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? It sounds so easy for me to say. It sounds like I'm giving you a cop-out answer, but it's actually the answer is not to worry about it. And it's very hard. I will be the first person to tell you that not worrying about something is very hard. I'm a worrier, right? 
perhaps all of us are warriors. And it's very hard not to worry about it. And it's very hard to hear that to be the answer. <laughs> so tell me, what are your fears about aging? Not a fear, but uh, in terms of what else to do, in terms of preparing, um, we hoard things uh -huh. throughout our life. You had nothing, and you continue to just take things or uh, keep things because oh, I may need it later on. Just keep it here in a storage. You just it gets, continues to get added. You keep your old books for whatever reason that um, from college and etc. You keep it, keep it, and. Thinking you'll need it, you never use it. So the practice of just letting things go, right? And slowly uh, removing these things out of your uh, life, right? Uh, like you think you talked about long back, putting stuff in the garage or getting stuff out of your garage and cleaning it up, being able to make those things go. Right. And so one way we can start by that is coming to a realization of how little we need, right? We don't, when you go and look back on those things that you never used, that you kept, and you, you start realizing how little you need. And so we can start on that now. Um, we can, and in fact, I encourage us to let go of our material things and to let go of our possessions. You know what, you know something funny somebody used to do is um, when they would pack up and move, they'd just write the date on the box that they opened the box. So like if there's a box of stuff, then they just write the date they opened it. And then if they ever needed something out of the box and they opened it, then they'd write the date. And if it was ever one year since the last date that was written on the box, they just throw it away without looking at it. They hadn't opened the box in a year. They don't need whatever's inside. So you just throw it away. And that's what we should start doing, right? We should start practice doing exercises to realize how little value the material things we surround ourselves have. And there's lots of ways to do that. And we can start on it right now. I tell you, my fear of aging is uh, not being able to remember things. And I have started to work on that now. And it's a little bit scary, but it's kind of like the material things example in that, why? Why do I need to have memories? Why do I need to hang on to um so I'm actively trying to tell myself, right? Like, okay, why am I, why do I think my memories are so important? What's so great about them? I don't use them right now, other than the lessons that I've learned, which I think is something different from memories. Um, I'll, I'll have the lessons that I learned about getting rid of my anger, ego, deceit, and greed, but why do I need to hang on to a memory of certain things. And so I'm trying to address my fears now of 
hey, it it doesn't matter. Those memories don't matter. The only thing that matters is the present moment, right? Not about how the past, because the past can't influence me right now. And the past can't influence my future. So I'm trying to do those exercises about, hey, you just let those go because they're not important. That's one of my fears about aging. Questions or comments about anything we talked about today? All right. Thank you so much for your time this week. I really appreciate that. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Have a good week. Cheers,